Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult age 21 and older who dips, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo Zero pouches. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. All proudly made here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo Zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Herd podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. This is the Best of the Herd with Colin Cowher on Fox Sports Radio. Welcome to the Herd. It is Tuesday, ladies and gentlemen. Jason McIntyre in for Colin Cowherd. It is a massive Tuesday. I know it's July and not usually a lot of stuff happening. We got breaking news all over the place. Not all of it good. We want to send an early shout out to Bronny James, who's recovering in the hospital. We will get to that later. Alex will have it. Alex, this is one of those mornings where there's so much going on in sports. Uh, Very exciting time to... uh, be here. Yeah, I mean, you have a lot of veterans reporting to training camp today, so a lot of big news there in the NFL. As you mentioned, Bronny, like, just all of our thoughts and prayers going out to LeBron and his family and Bronny and everyone there. It's just so much happened this morning. Yeah. We will have updates on uh, LeBron's oldest son as they come in. Uh, we're going to start the show with with some positive news. It is very exciting when two sides, kind of bickering in the news, bickering in the media, they come together amicably and everything's sorted out and it's all kumbaya and Saquon Barkley is going to start with the New York Giants in training camp this week. that Both sides came to a rare agreement. Ladies and gentlemen, this is kind of stunning to me. I was not aware of this, but uh, uh, you know, recently, in the, within the last few hours, Saquon Barkley and the Giants have agreed to a new deal. He did not sign the franchise tag, which would have paid him $10 million. He was able to negotiate a deal where he's getting an extra $900,000, depending on how you want to work it out. According to James Palmer, uh, NFL Network, Saquon is the first player to receive the franchise tag and then sign a modified one-year deal since 1994. Extremely rare, but I kind of want to take you through it here because there's a couple permutations of what may or may not have happened. 
I like to look at this as a win for Saquon Barkley. It's a win-win for both sides. But from my point of view, I believe the Giants, you know, one of these blue blood franchises, they don't like negative news. I mean, nobody really does. But the Giants in particular, Colin has banged on this drum a lot and that they wanted the Daniel Jones thing. Hey, we got to sign him. The owners kind of pushed for that. And I do believe the owners have seen Man, there's a lot of negativity swirling around Saquon Barkley. And did they possibly, the Giants, get spooked when Barkley went on a podcast recently and said, hey, I, I'm not a, I might sit out the first week and who knows how much longer. I don't want to do that, but I don't like how this is playing out. I may have to miss some time. And maybe the Giants front office is like, guys, this running back Zoom call that Saquon's participating in, eh, just not a great look. Our guy's at the forefront. And oh, by the way, as McIntyre pointed out yesterday on the herd, boy, this early schedule stuff. You know what? Let's just squash this. Let's meet with Barkley. Let's hammer out an agreement. And really, you know, these owners, these guys are billionaires. They're extremely wealthy. It's very easy for them to find a couple extra bucks and make Saquon Barkley happy. And now you get him into training camp and everything's good. Remember, yesterday we talked about it. The leader of the defense, Xavier McKinney, totally was understanding if Saquon was not going to show up for camp. You rarely hear that. We heard Devontae Adams say, hey, hey, if we're going to accomplish anything in in Vegas, we need Josh Jacobs in here. But the Giants were singing a different tune because Saquon is loved in that locker room. And this is a huge win, not only for Barkley, but the Giants as well. I do want to point something out. Yesterday, I hammered the schedule and said, boy, this is looking bleak. If Saquon Barkley doesn't show up, they just do not have a diverse offense without him. Daniel Jones will look extremely limited. So I drilled down this morning on the stats. Are you guys ready for this? Are you ready? Last year, when Barkley had more than 15 carries in a game, the New York Giants were 7-1-1. Feed your beast. This was about Barkley. It's not as much about Daniel Jones. Barkley is one of the better running backs in the league. I know he didn't get Christian McCaffrey money. He's not going to get Derrick Henry money. But when you look at Barkley's body of work, He's a winning player for this franchise that has not done a lot of winning in the last decade. Now, real quick, what does this mean for other running backs in the league who are on that call? The Austin Ecklers of the world, the Josh Jacobs, the unsigned Fournette and Kareem Hunt and Ezekiel Elliott. Doesn't mean a lot. You know, Saquon Barkley had some leverage in that he's a really good player. He's still in his prime and the Giants offense needs him. We talked about Le'Veon Bell. Remember when he decided to sit out over the tag in Pittsburgh? They didn't really need Le'Veon Bell. They had an embarrassment of riches on offense, a great offensive line. The Giants have nothing. I mean, I know they signed overpaid for Darren Waller, who is going to help the offense a little bit. But Barkley is what really makes his team go. Brian Dable, Daniel Jones, Barkley all in the fold. The arrow's pointing up for the Giants, but uh, not that high up. This is not a playoff team. All right, I want to pivot to the NBA where there is more breaking news, and this one is a bit staggering. Um, it's going to take your, a, a moment for your mind to wrap around this new contract for Jalen Brown. It, within the last hour, Jalen Brown has agreed to the richest contract in NBA history. What you see on the screen is not incorrect. Five years, $304 million for the two-time All-Star, Jalen Brown. Now, uh, I'm going to tell a quick story about Brown. So I had moved out here from Pennsylvania in like 2016. And of course, you know, you go to a new area. I like to play sports. So I go to the gym, start playing some pickup. And 
um, the guys at the gym would see me on Speak for Yourself, which is what it was called back in 2016, and they would start to talk, oh, you're on TV, you're talking about sports. And I met a trainer at the gym who trained NBA players and prospects, and he said, hey, Jay, I got a guy coming in here. He's going to be awesome. You got to come check him out. His name is Jalen Brown. I'm like, Jalen Brown? I don't know. Pac-12, he plays for Cal. Okay. So I look him up. He had 14 points a game, but highly acclaimed uh, high school athlete, I believe in Georgia. And I decided to watch Jalen Brown's NCAA tournament game. They were playing Hawaii. Cal was in the first round. And I had to go pull up the stats because it was a pretty forgettable game. Jalen Brown was in foul trouble, played 17 minutes, okay? Four points, seven turnovers, one of six shooting, and Hawaii beat Cal. A bit of an upset. And so I see my guy, and I'm like, okay, well, I, I get it. He's going to hype his guy. And he's like, no, Jay, trust me. Come in and watch this guy. He's going to be working out. Uh, the Clippers are going to be here. They're very interested. Other teams are going to be here. You can't come in the gym, but you can watch from the window. So I go and check it out, and I'm like, okay, Jalen Brown, this guy looks pretty good. And then he comes into the NBA, and he's a, he's a very good player. Jalen Brown's solid, and he's clearly the second banana to Jason Tatum. And he goes on to get all NBA this year, and now he signs his contract. And it's significantly more than what Nikola Jokic signed for last July. And I'm not one to look in somebody's pockets, but all of a sudden, some people are po- who, who know the NBA contract landscape, they're posting what this salaries are going to be for Jalen Brown here in the next five years. Folks, Jalen Brown, I'll, I'll repeat, two-time All-Star, not the best player on his team. <laughs> He's going to be making $69 million in the final year of his contract. Shout out to Jalen Brown. Congratulations. You're a great basketball player. I'm happy for you. You earned it. But if you want to zoom out for a moment and look at the macro implications of this, folks, Jalen Brown ain't the best player on his team, and he's going to be making close to $70 million a season. What's going to happen when NBA fans see these growing contracts, and then they see guys load managing? You pay to go to see Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in February, and they're sitting out. And you're like, wait a minute, this guy's making $69 million, and he's just sitting out? That's not right. That's not, how is he making that much money? And you know, fans are going to get worked up about this. And as I was texting a certain uh, NBA person today before the show, I got this in response. Hey, Jason, do you know the name John Conkak? And I was like, wait a minute. That guy from the the 1980s? He's like, remember his contract? And I instantly remembered it. Now, old NBA fans will remember this. Probably not the young bloods. So there was a player on the Atlanta Hawks named John Conkak. And he was like a seven-footer, and he was a middling player, six, six points, six rebounds a game. And the Detroit Pistons were trying to steal him from the Hawks, and the Hawks had to pay up to keep him, and he got a six-year, $13.5 million contract. And at the time, I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but he was paid in the neighborhood of Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Larry Bird. Sports Illustrated did a huge article on this guy's con- contract, and they started nicknaming him John Contract. Because he was so overpaid and he wasn't worth it. And it was the beginning of this bad period in the NBA where all these middling players were going to make tons of money. And what happens next? Of course, the uh, wealthier player, Michael Jordan, started to ascend and started making a lot of money. But we've seen this before. That's the bottom line. Not superstar players. And guys, I could drop my top 15 players in the league. Jalen Brown is a good player. He's not a top 15 guy in the league. Okay, he may perform in that in that neighborhood sometimes. Um, we we saw him play very well. He was for a moment Boston's best player in the NBA Finals two years ago, as Tatum was struggling, kind of worn down, and Wiggins was locking him up. Brown was really 
not carrying Boston, but he was their best player for a few games early in that series. And we've seen this before where the NBA, get, everybody gets all huffy. You know, social media, they hate to see these NBA players making a lot of money. Oh, Jalen Brown doesn't deserve it. Listen, you guys know how markets work, okay? You, you're aware that the NBA salary cap keeps going up, team evaluations keep going up, NBA owners are printing money. And they're not hoarding it for themselves. They're paying the players. Damian Lillard's contract was allegedly difficult to move because he's making, oh my gosh, Damian Lillard's going to be making $55, $60 million. He's going to be 35. He hasn't even won a championship. Listen, this is where we're headed. We're now headed into a new NBA where it's stars making big, big bucks, and then the middle class is getting thinned out, and then a lot of guys are on minimum contracts. We're going to talk about it later in the show. Uh, Austin Rivers, who was a a really good player in high school, went to Duke, uh, solid player. He's now chirping up about how the middle class is getting thinned out. And when you look at the Celtics, how they're built. I mean, Porzingis is making over $30 million. Uh, Tatum's making over $30 million. Brown's making over $30 million. And pretty soon, they're going to have to cut out those middle-class players or they're going to have to pay a massive salary tax bill. The NBA is rapidly evolving, I think in a good way, not, not in a great way. Um, and we'll get into it more later in the show, but this Jalen Brown contract is going to open up a lot of eyes because guess what? Just as quarterbacks in the NFL constantly are making more. A few years ago, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott got a massive contract and he had won one playoff game. Uh, Cowboys are going to pay the price for that soon. We'll talk about that here in the next segment. But let's not overreact to Jalen Brown's contract. I will understand if some fans are ticked off that he's going to be making $70 million in a few years and he's sitting out 10 games to load manage. I, I, could, I can understand the frustration, but at the same time, Jalen Brown's going to look at you guys and be like, hey, man, this is what the market says I'm worth. If the Celtics did not want to pay me, you know what? Somebody else, Charlotte would have stepped up, Orlando, someone would have stepped up and paid me because that's just how the system works. Don't hate the player, guys. Hate the game. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. 90 seconds, all it takes. Use the code HERD. New customers bet five. That's it, five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. That's code HERD only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope and y 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. 
All Tacovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com, and find your new favorite pair of boots today. I stumbled upon some Dallas Cowboys stuff that is a little troubling. Uh, I want to start here. So in 2021, Dak Prescott signed a lucrative contract. Four years, $160 million, $126 million guaranteed. At the time, I was like, whoa, Dak Prescott has one playoff win. What are we doing here? Really? 126 mil guaranteed. Okay, you're locked in. And you knew that when you give the quarterback that much money, he's no longer on his rookie deal, you've got to make sacrifices elsewhere. So remember, March 20 of 21, Dak gets his deal. March 20 of 22, one year later, Amari Cooper, adios. See ya. Off to Cleveland. One year after that, March 2023, Ezekiel Elliott. Peace. See you later. Got to pay the piper when you pay Dak Prescott. So let's spin it forward, shall we? Okay? This is a team that last year was 12-5. and five. I got a buddy who I respect a lot. He does these Vegas contests with me. He has Dallas in the Super Bowl. He has got him at 13-4. and four. And I'm, I'm like, what, what am I missing here with the Cowboys? And I look, and they, they got a good roster. Things are looking up. But I, I, point, I bring up the Dak Prescott question for a couple points. Um, so number one, they've lost in the playoffs the last two years to the San Francisco 49ers. Once at home, remember the, uh, the brutal ending where Dak, like quarterback, snuck, sneaked up the middle and had slid and they ran out of time. That was a bad loss. Then you had the loss last year in San Francisco. Once again, Dak not performing great. I know quarterback wins are not a stat, but Dak lost the game head-to-head to Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy, two inferior quarterbacks who make a lot less money, especially Purdy. So are you seeing where I'm going here? Are you adding this up? Um, Jerry Jones is now 80. He has been uncharacteristically quiet this offseason. And I think my guess would be a lot of that had to do with Zeke because him and Zeke were tight. And, you know, he loved Zeke. They overpaid him to stay uh, on the second contract, and now he's gone and he's unemployed. And I think that hurt, that kind of wounded Jerry because that was his guy. And you know who his other guy is? Number four, Dak Prescott. So they had to cut Amari Cooper. Then they had to drop Ezekiel Elliott. And then something interesting happened this offseason after Zeke. Kellen Moore, the offensive coordinator, was let go. They parted ways. You know, you know that's code for, you ain't got to go home, but you got to get up out of here. And my favorite quote of the summer from any coach, I got to find it from McCarthy, who essentially said, Kellen Moore, he wanted to put up points and light up the scoreboard. I want to run the ball and rest my defense, okay? We're in an offensive era. <laughs> look at the most, look at the fastest teams, the most pass-happy teams. They're the best teams. Kansas City Chiefs, pass-happy. Eagles are in pass-first. Look, look at all the successful teams. They pass-first. McCarthy wants to go back to the Stone Age. I want to run the ball. I, you know, that's also code for, I don't trust Dak Prescott, who led the league in interceptions last year and had six games with two interceptions. Six. So 
you got Amari Cooper out, Zeke out, offensive coordinator out. We want to run the football. We want to win with defense. Do you guys see where this is headed? If the Dallas Cowboys underachieve this year, and I know some people, I got a buddy, uh, gambles a lot. He likes the Cowboys. And some of these other analytics guys love the Cowboys. Well, Jason, Dak was one of these extreme quarterbacks. He was either extremely good or extremely bad. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, I need to point this out. A couple of the quarterbacks the Cowboys beat last year with this mighty defense that everybody loves. Josh Dobbs, Gardner Minshew, who, by the way, put 34 points on the board when he was a backup with the Eagles. Uh, Davis Mills, they beat Davis Mills. And Matt Ryan in like a 54-20 to bloodbath. So you're beating a lot of bad quarterbacks. And as if this wasn't good enough, as if Dallas didn't have like a Dak Prescott salary problem. By the way, his cap hit jumps to astronomical figures next year. Did you hear who uh, allegedly missed the flight to Oxnard, according to Pro Football Talk? Zach Martin, great offensive lineman for the Cowboys, unhappy with his contract because it's not guaranteed beyond this year, and he is now thinking about showing up late to training camp. And, oh, by the way, Trayvon Diggs, Trayvon Diggs, he's not happy either. He's now talking to Des Bryant about how to negotiate with the Cowboys. Okay? Des Bryant. So, these are some big names. Diggs, very good cornerback for them. He only graded out as a 42nd best corner in the league last year, according to Pro Football Focus. And I didn't think he was great against number ones, so they brought on Stephon Gilmore, who turns 33 here in a minute. He has been very good in his career. We'll see how he does as a number one. They got to pay Diggs, or they got to extend Diggs. They got to extend C.D. Lamb. They just tagged Tony Pollard. And they're going to have to pay Micah Parsons, who's maybe the best defensive player in the league. They got a lot of people to pay, a lot of mouths to feed, as they say. Folks, if you add all of this up for Dallas, there is one guy that they can move on from and keep all these other guys. And they can then go after the model of the team that has knocked them out of the playoffs the last two years, the San Francisco 49ers, who have this interesting cycle going on where, hey, we're not going to pay our quarterback, but we're going to be sick everywhere else. Our offensive line is going to be nasty, defensive line. We're going to have a great team, playmakers everywhere. And you have to start to wonder, is this Dak Prescott's final season in Dallas with what lies ahead and who they have to pay. How many more years of Dak not delivering in the playoffs can Dallas handle? Like, I I don't really care that you beat up on Tampa last year. They were a sinking ship all season. Uh, It shouldn't have even been in the playoffs, you know? Like, don't really count that as, like, a great win. It was a win in the playoffs. I get it. And the NFC's not great this year, and a lot of people say the Cowboys are maybe the third best team in the NFC. That's all good and well. But what happens when they go from a high-octane offense with Kellen Moore, who was pass-happy, always forcing the issue, forcing tempo, and now McCarthy wants to slow it down? It's almost as if Dallas is having an identity crisis on offense. What do we want to be? Do we want to be pass-happy like the rest of the league? Well, you got Cooks and uh, you, you got uh, C.D. Lamb, two really good talents on the outside. Cooks might be a little older, but we, we got talent there. They lost Dalton Schultz, the tight end. Is this going to be a throwback Dallas team or all of a sudden three yards in a cloud of dust? And oh, by the way, I did look at a Tony Pollard. I love Tony Pollard last year. Helped me win a fantasy football championship. Tony Pollard ain't a bell cow, guys. He's coming off a major injury, pretty gruesome injury in that Niners game. And now all of a sudden he's the guy? I was trying to look at the Dallas depth chart. I find it hard to believe that Deuce Vaughn is going to be the backup in Dallas. He's like a 5'7", uh, tiny little gar- uh, running back. Like... So now you have smaller running backs and you want to ground and pound? 
Maybe I'm missing something, but this McCarthy situation, uh, it, it don't look good with Dak Prescott. And as my final point, I will say for the gamblers out there, have you looked to see who is the uh, coach most likely to be fired first with the best odds? I mean, you could shop around, but Mike McCarthy is at the top of some of those gambling lists. So now we got Mike McCarthy possibly getting fired. We got an OC who wants to uh, run the football with Brian Schottenheimer. Uh, we, we got Dak making a lot of money. We got Diggs chirping. We got Zach Martin chirping. We got we to gotta find money for CD. We got to find money for Micah Parsons. Folks, that Dallas window, that Super Bowl window, it's about to slam shut. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. I found this, this quote kind of troubling. So I'm not a huge Jordan Love guy. Uh, I believe he led the country in interceptions before he was drafted in the first round by the Packers. Um, and he's been sitting there behind Aaron Rodgers for a while, and he has, I believe, 83 pass attempts in his career. And the Packers president is like maybe the eighth person in Green Bay to preach patience for Jordan Love. The Packers president said yesterday, I'll need half a season to tell about Aaron Love, Aaron uh, Jordan Love in Green Bay. Half a season. He's been there for three years. You've seen him in practice for three seasons. Uh, the offensive linemen are saying, ooh, it feels like a rebuild. Matt LaFleur, who we'll get to shortly, Matt LaFleur. I got some questions. Um, and, and the front office decided, yeah, let's lower the guaranteed money. Let's not pick up that fifth-year option. Let, let's do a one-year deal. So all of a sudden, he's only a $13.5 million guy next year. Less guaranteed money. Not a lot of faith. I don't want to go overboard, though, because of one thing. The schedule for the Packers, okay? You guys know when, when we talk about gambling on this show, schedule matters, Vegas matters. If, if there's any hope for Jordan Love, it is all contingent upon their schedule, which is absolutely staggering. They face one really, really good team in the Kansas City Chiefs. We added the win totals here. The KC Chief win total, obviously, is 11.5 tops in the, in the AFC. But look at the rest of that lineup. Jordan Love, with little experience, 83 pass attempts, comes out and faces a, a mid, as my kids like to say, a mid Bears defense, uh, less than mid Falcons defense. Saints are going to be tough. That's probably the first tough one. But then he faces the Lions, who I know everybody loves the Lions. Uh, everybody's betting the Lions. Folks, the Lions were one of the five worst defenses in the league last year. I saw a stat from a friend that they, they took 65% of their offensive snaps when trailing last year because the defense was just hemorrhaging points. Like, the Raiders in week five are one of the worst teams in the league. That, that, look at the depth chart on the Raiders. They're terrible. So I, I'm not a big fan of Jordan Love. I'm, I'm stunned that the Packers aren't like all in on a guy they've had in the building for three years. But they legitimately could be 4-1 and one heading, heading into that bye because of the schedule. That's the only reason to like Jordan Love. Nothing else to like about Jordan Love. Remember, this is a team that said bye to Aaron Rodgers' guys. Alan Lazard, peace. Randall Cobb, see ya. Robert Tanyan, adios. They're basically, if they're hunkering down. They said, Aaron Jones, take a pay cut. He said, yes, sir. So now it's Aaron Jones and the big kid Dylan in the backfield. And you have to wonder how confident they are going to be throwing the ball deep down the field. I, I pointed this out a couple months ago. If you look at the in-game passes from Jordan Love last year, everything was short. Nothing down the field. Why? I guess we'll find out. It didn't take KC long to know Patrick Mahomes was that dude. Okay? I'm not comparing Jordan Love to Mahomes, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes sat out one year 
and was instantly in there and boom. Jordan Love, like, oh, we'll see. We'll see about after half a season. And I quickly want to mention Matt LaFleur for a moment. A lot of guys like to call him a genius because he started 13 and four, uh, 13 and, uh, sorry, 13 and three, 13 and three, 13 and four. Matt LaFleur's a genius, of course. Is he? Asking an honest question. I don't know how good Matt LaFleur is. I don't think anybody can. Aaron Rodgers last year sagged back a little bit. He didn't vibe with the receivers. Uh, It was the ugly tension with the front office. But why didn't LaFleur swoop in and save the day? Could it be because it was the Aaron Rodgers show the last four years? And LaFleur was essentially his caddy? I I don't know. Only Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur know that. Well, the pressure's really on LaFleur now. What are you going to do with Jordan Love when you don't have a superstar quarterback carrying you? This is the first instance I can recall since the 49ers had Joe Montana, Steve Young, and then it was like, ooh, what do we got next? Like, Jeff Garcia will pull him out of the CFL. Packers are going from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers to what's going on with Jordan Love? I I have my questions about the Packers. Um, I, I'm not that optimistic, but I'm, I'm refusing to, to bury them in the NFC, and we'll do the NFC tiers here shortly, only because of that schedule. It is really soft, and look at the rest of the quarterbacks in the NFC North. Folks, I like Justin Fields, but do we think he's good? Do we know if he's good? I mean, Jared Goff, that's Cowherd's boy. I, I shouldn't say anything negative about Jared Goff, but um, uh, he's not, I mean, he like topped out last year. This was as good as he was pretty much with the Rams last year. Goff was like a top 10 quarterback with Ben Johnson, the great OC, and, and they exceeded all expectations offensively. Do we, do we think Goff's just going to do that again? And then the other quarterback in the division is Kirk Cousins, who Patrick Mahomes says is the most underrated quarterback in the league. I defended Kirk Cousins here, I think, Friday. Uh, and all of a sudden, Vikings fans love me, and everybody else is laughing. Oh, McIntyre, Kirk Cousins, come on. So, like, that division, like, I don't know. Is the gap between Kirk Cousins, Justin Fields, Jordan Love, Jared Goff, is it that big? I, the Packers are going to be one of the more interesting teams in the league. Uh, Packers fans won't like where I have them in my tears coming up here in about 10 minutes. But there is nothing that says Packers are a slam dunk winner for me. I think their range of outcomes is probably in the, boy, Jordan Love stinks. What do we have here? He's benched midseason. And they're like a six or seven win team too. Oh my gosh, the schedule's cake. Jordan Love is a game manager. We've got a great running game. Uh, we, we beat up on the dregs in this division. They don't face a team that made the playoffs, guys, until week eight. And that's at home against the Vikings. Uh, the Rams are really bad. We don't know if the Rams are going to be tanking uh, by, by by Thanksgiving. Honestly, I'm not bullish on the Rams at all this year. I do like the Steelers. That's a loss. Just pencil in the loss for the Packers there. But you look at that schedule. It is extremely manageable. You close it out with Baker Mayfield in Week 15, Bryce Young in Week 16. At Kirk Cousins will be a little tough because uh, Minnesota in the Dome. And then against Jordan Fields at home, like, where are the challenges? I, I, I skipped over that Daniel Jones, uh, you know, speed bump. That's that's a cakewalk. Like, this, this Packers schedule lines up where, man, do you take a nibble of the Packers over just on the chance that the schedule's easy and the defense finally, for the first time in years, rises to the occasion? Um, one thing of concern I was reading about, last year, running quarterbacks just befuddled, totally confused the Packers. This year, there's only two of those on the schedule. So things are lining up 
pretty nicely for the Packers. Two NBA insiders podcasting twice a week to plug you right into the NBA grapevine. All happening in only one place. This League Uncut, the new NBA podcast with me, Chris Haynes. And me, Mark Stein. Join us as we team up to expound on everything we're covering, hearing, and chasing. Listen to This League Uncut with Chris Haynes and Mark Stein on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yesterday, we did the AFC tiers. And it was wild because there was universal agreement. Everybody agreed with every single one of the teams that I had in the tiers. And the AFC is pretty stacked, so it was kind of top-heavy. The NFC, which we'll do right now, not as great news. So we'll start with Tier 4 in the NFC, the worst teams, and it is a crowded house. Look at all these struggling franchises. We'll, we'll start with the Arizona Cardinals, who are widely perceived to be the worst team in the NFL this year. The Kyler Murray injury compounding matters. I know TJ Huchmanzada was here yesterday hyping their young receiver, Michael Wilson, out of Stanford. Uh, folks, I don't know who he's going to be catching passes from. We don't even know who the Arizona starter is going to be uh, week one. Will Kyler Murray return by week six? Like, Arizona is in bad shape. Now, some will be surprised to see the Rams here. Not so much if you saw the show a couple weeks ago where I had one of my hotter summer takes that Aaron Donald, their best-slash-only defensive player, could be on the move by the trade deadline if the Rams are as bad as I think they will be. I think they're closer to being in the Caleb Williams mix than being in the playoff mix. This team is just too offensively driven without an offensive line. I'm, I'm, I like Stafford a lot, but I don't think highly of the Rams. Um, after that, like, listen, you look at the rest of Tier 4, and it is just not very good. Like, the Rams, you could make a case for a 4-5 or five win team. Washington, ugh, you know? New owner, hooray, Sam Howell. We don't know, we don't know nothing. We know less about Sam Howell than we do about Jordan Love. Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator. Ron Rivera is on his way out. Washington's not going to be great. They somehow won eight games last year. I don't know how they did it. Carolina with Bryce Young. Cowherd keeps trying to talk me into Carolina. It's like that movie Mean Girls where they the girl keeps saying fetch and she and her friend stops her and is like, stop trying to make fetch happen. Like, Colin, stop trying to make Bryce Young and Carolina happen. It ain't happening this year. There's like a five or six win team, maybe. And then I think next offseason, they go big game hunting for some free agents to put around Bryce and bolster a bad Carolina team. Chicago, this is a team. Now, if we had done the bubble, some people do the bubble. We, we opted for tears. The Bears would have been between three and four. I think kind of highly of Chicago. I, I, I can't put a finger on it other than immense spending and a modicum of belief in Justin Fields emerging. Uh, Matt Eberflus, year two. I, I just think some continuity for the Bears is good. Packers, Jordan Love, we just covered them. Not a big fan. And finally, Tampa Bay. Baker Mayfield's a starter. Fire sale by Halloween. Tampa is bad. Tier three in the NFC. Reluctantly have the Giants here. You know I have them down. Uh, not good. Um Coming off the playoff appearance, I have the Giants in Tier 3, followed by the Minnesota Vikings, who also, I do believe, tumble a little bit. They're like the Rams, but their offense is like the Rams, you know, on some very heavy drugs because they will be able to score a lot of points this year. I think that offense will do well. The Jordan Addison addition from USC is a nice player. Uh, they did lose Dalvin Cook. The defense is just abysmal. Brian Flores has a, like nothing to work with in Minnesota. So I think they dropped down to Tier 3. Seattle... Seahawks fans, don't be upset. Potential is there for Tier 2. Just have some questions about Geno Smith. 
doubling up what he did last year. I love the draft pick of Jackson Smith, the Jigba. And finally, in the surprise of Tier 3, the Atlanta Falcons. I told you guys, I bet their season win total over. It's a schedule thing. Look into it and get back to me. Falcons round out Tier 3. Up in Tier 2, we've got the, not quite contenders, but like the next group down, the Dallas Cowboys, who, again, I don't think they're a legit contender. We'll see. I think their future is very murky, as we talked about last hour. New Orleans Saints are my sleeper in the NFC. Uh, Yes, I'm backing up the brinks for Derek Carr and Dennis Allen. Uh, Feel free to criticize that. Uh, Even I have reservations, but defensively, it'll be good. I like the offensive pieces. It all comes down to Carr if he can deliver. And finally, the Detroit Lions, who are everybody's darling in the NFC. There's a world where they end up in Tier 4 because, well, they're the Detroit Lions. Arguably the most inept franchise the NFL seen in the last 40 years. Other than Barry Sanders, uh, Megatron, and some, you know, Matt Stafford throws, this franchise has been total garbage for like four decades. Can they finally emerge from it, get to the playoffs and do something? We'll see. And up at the top, and I, folks, I nearly had this a one-team tier one with the Eagles, but I ultimately put the Niners in there because I respect Kyle Shanahan. I love the roster. There's so much to love about the roster. And really, they're clearly a cut above everyone else. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The 82-game preseason is in the books. It's finally time for the real season. Don't miss out on any of the NBA playoff action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. From the play-in tournament through the finals, DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered with same-game parlays, live betting odds boosts, and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. The code is HERD. New customers bet five and get 200 in bonus bets instantly. 200. That's code HERD only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text hope ny four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. Decovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Decovis boots made by hand, time-honored tradition with timeless styles, always on trend. They have first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Plus, their direct-to-consumer pricing keeps value on your feet and money in your pocket. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at 
your service. If you can't make it to a store, visit decovas.com, T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We're joined now by Greg Jennings of First Things First. It's on After the Herd. Greg, Fox Sports NFL analyst, played famously with the uh, Minnesota Vikings and this other team of green and white uh, in the division. How are you, man? Stop it. I'm good, man. How are you? Uh, excellent. You know, I'm not as good as you, Greg Jennings. We're now like a muscle-bound oh Arnold Schwarzenegger, oh basically. Uh, and he also talks about the NFL. Uh, Greg, uh, let's start with the Saquon Barkley, the big news. Um, you surprised at this? It was. It sounds like it's a rare deal, one that hasn't happened since 1994 with the adjusted tag. Uh, your thoughts on Saquon staying and returning to camp? Well, look... Right out the gate, if you're a Giants fan, obviously, or you're in that locker room and you're a part of that Giants organization, this is a big deal. Obviously, everybody wanted Saquon to continue on being a part of what they're trying to establish and build upon what they did last year, making the playoff appearance, which, in my opinion, was a a large overachievement for that young roster. However, if you're just solely looking at it for Saquon in the running back state, this was not a good look for the running backs at large, and even Saquon Barkley uh, being offered, obviously, more money early in the offseason, declining that, saying that he was going to hold out, he was going to stand on his principles. And I, I get it. You don't want to miss an entire season. We've seen that play out with Le'Veon Bell, and it didn't do him any ser- great service uh, and benefit him. However, When you're Saquon Barkley and you're in this situation, you know how valuable you are to this offense. Make your team sweat a little bit. Like, he wasn't going to be fined. Like, sit out at least a week of training camp or something. Give them uh, uh, the media something to talk about and the cameras uh, and the microphones. Have them pushed up to your quarterback's mouth and see what he answers and your, your head coach and your general manager. Have them answering some of these questions that are going to make you look more favorable because everyone who's a fan and in that media knows how important he is to that team. But uh, all in all, it's done. It is what it is. And Saquon Barkley is back in the big blue. Yeah, we saw the story of the Naeem Hines unfortunate jet ski accident. uh, And he's lost for the season. The Buffalo Bills now are going to need a a gadget back who can also help on special teams. A lot of guys out there. uh, Leonard Fournette, Kareem Hunt, Zeke Elliott. Uh, Do you anticipate the Bills making a move on any of them? You know, I'm, I'm not sure if they will make a move on any of them. Nakeem Himes, what, what he was able to do in the return game was why he was so valuable for this team. Uh, unless you're a guy who can contribute uh, as not an, a non-every-down back and you're contributing on special teams, yes, I think they will go out and try to add to their roster. Obviously, they're going to do that anyway. But one of those guys, they don't add any – extreme value outside of just playing the running back position and that this position that they're the the guy that they're losing he brought so much more than just being a running back it was more so about the special teams play all right let's go to uh, wide receivers one of my favorite stories in the last couple weeks is Justin Jefferson asked for his top five quarterbacks in the in the league did not name his guy Kirk Cousins now this has divided people a lot it's like this that dress thing what color is this dress it's like we know Kirk Cousins is not like, top five, but shouldn't he name his guy? Correct. No, 
No, like I get it. I, I get it. He's answering it honestly. And I think that's it would be different if Kirk Cousins was at least like anywhere close, but he's not even close. Like he's a great player. I don't think Justin Jefferson will deny that. However, he's trying to give a legitimate answer in response to a question that a lot of us are asked, who you have in your top five. And none of us even if Kirk Cousins was our quarterback, and even if he did answer Kirk Cousins, we know that he doesn't truly mean for Kirk Cousins to be a top five quarterback or believe that he is. It would just be to save face. And let's be honest, Kirk's going to throw that man the ball regardless. <laughs> like The Vikings aren't, aren't going to have success if Kirk is not throwing the ball in the direction of 1-8. Yeah, I know, Greg. I gotta disagree. I mean, listen. Okay, so you're, you're you, on the opposite side. So it's t- tough because when no. you were, if someone had asked you when you were uh, at the height of your powers in Green Bay, give me the top five quarterbacks, you would have had to said Rodgers, right? But he is. Okay, like but, that's the thing. That's the difference. Yes, yeah, so, no, no. That I agree. If, but like, hold on. When so it, when, but when I if, was in Greg, Miami and okay, when sorry. I was in with the Vikings, I played with uh, Christian Ponder who I spoke glowingly about, but I would have never listed him as a top five guy just because he's my quarterback or Matt Castle or Teddy Bridgewater or any of those guys or Ryan Tannehill when I was in Miami. I wouldn't have done it just to do it. But if your guy is legitimately one of those guys, Mm -hmm. then I mean, throw his name in there. Okay, fine. So uh, I was going to get at this. Like, what if it were Rodgers asked when you were at the height of your powers, Aaron, give me your top five receivers in the league. And he didn't name you because you had better stats than driver in your best years. And, you know, you were right there probably in the discussion for top five receiver in the league. What if Aaron didn't name you? Would you have been like, yeah, my guy. Listen to, your, listen to how you're even framing the question. I was at the height of my career, and I was legitimately one of the top. Like that was so. If he if he doesn't, then it's like, come on, man, what you doing? Wait, wait, wait. Kirk okay, Greg, is hold not on. Kirk Cousins, according to Pro Football Focus, was like top ten in the league the last three years. And by the way, top ten and four. Kirk Cousins led the league in comebacks last year. Greg, come on, put some respect top on his 10. name. I, I look, I like Kirk. I think Don't he's a viable quarterback. Like I'm not putting him in top five, and I have no problem with Justin Jefferson not putting him in top five. Fair enough. Receivers like to stick together. Uh, let's get to Dak Prescott. I made an impassioned plea earlier. Listen, man, that Dak contract, they ended up having to trade Amari Cooper. They cut Zeke, and now you got Trayvon Diggs is like, yo, I need to get paid. Zach Martin uh, mm-hmm. looks like a holdout's coming. Uh, they got to pay Micah Parsons. They got to pay C.D. Lamb. A lot of problems all stemming from that Dak contract. He's got two wins. In the playoffs, that's it. Uh, led the league in picks last year. Greg, where are you on Dak? Like, is it time that the, the, the Cowboys say, hey, you know what? Maybe we just get a stacked roster. We move on from Dak, and we do what the Niners are doing. Find, like, a game manager who could just get us there, and we got all these skill players, and we're good. Do you think Dak is long for Dallas? Uh, so I think D- Dak is playing for his career as d- the quarterback in Dallas Woo! future, as far as the future is concerned. I-, I really do believe that. I think at at this, where they are going into the 2023 season, his performance is going to determine whether or not Mike McCarthy remains at mm-hmm. the head coaching position. This Next coming up season, he obviously you're owe, you're owing Dak Prescott. You're gonna owe him too much money to part ways with him. So I think he'll see a lot, a couple more years out of Dak Prescott being the quarterback. However, 
he's playing for his career. Like, this is not just a uh, throw throw in the towel type of a year. Obviously, you talked about their roster, the guys that they're going to have to pay, the situation that they're in right now with the potential holdout with their with uh, Zach Martin, their guard. Like, this is real. And if Dak Prescott doesn't prove that he is worth what you decided to pay him, then that's going to brew problems. We already heard Jerry Jones talk about him not con- being concerned with Dak Prescott and future contract talks. He's not even trying to address that. Why is that? Because he has to prove not only to Jerry Jones, but to everyone in that locker room that, yes, they can, that he's not just a great leader, but that they can actually win and win consistently and get deep into the postseason, get to an NFC championship game, potentially a Super Bowl, and we'll, we'll start talking back again about Dak Prescott and his contract so, extension. So, Greg, I'm with you on that. Finally, we agree on something. He had six games of two picks last year. And remember, he was hurt. Mm -hmm. Cooper Rush comes in, and the game manager, I I know, you know, the the opponents weren't great, but Cooper Rush did go 4-1 and with the loss being to the Eagles, who ended up going to the Super Bowl. So, I wonder, like, are we in the in the era? Are we headed there in the NFL where it's like you've got a superstar quarterback, a top ten guy, a Mahomes, an Allen, a Cousins, or whoever, and then otherwise, I'd rather just not pay my quarterback the way the Niners have Brock Purdy on the cheap um, and, and go that route because like if you've got one of these middling quarterbacks like a Dak Prescott. The odds of winning the Super Bowl, paying him a lot of money, and not having a lot of guys around him, Greg, it's starting to seem like a long shot. Yeah, I don't believe that that's where the the league is transitioning when you look at the quarterback position because it, can you name another team outside of the 49ers that use that method, that is using that method currently? You can't. It's just so happened that the 49ers are a unique case and they have been they have shown that they've because of injury they've had to have a revolving door and it hasn't really mattered until uh, uh, unless you're talking a few years ago when their entire roster was pretty much dismantled due to injury uh, who who they have at quarterback this is something that is unique to the 49ers let that breathe leave that alone if you have a guy under center that can spin that ball and lead your team with excellence and greatness and he can get wins you sign that guy up for a long-term deal period point blank yeah that's fair the only one I would say that was close so Kirk Cousins last year uh they went 13 and 4 I know that I know they didn't win a playoff game but also Ryan Tannehill remember with the Titans they were the number one seed a couple years ago again they didn't win a Super Bowl or anything but you can have a lot of success without overpaying your quarterback a billion dollars you can have Look, what you're the guys that you're mentioning and naming, they have had success. Is it sustained success at a certain level? Are we talking just get us to the postseason? Yeah, because then if that's your standard, then you can find a guy that can just get you to the postseason. If your standard is we're trying to get to the NFC Championship game repeatedly, consistently, and put ourselves in position to where we can actually contend for a Super Bowl, you cannot use the method that you're referring Hmm. to. All right, we'll see if they can pull it off. Final question. Uh, Greg, i got to ask about my Jets. Uh, TJ Hushmanzada came here yesterday saying like 12 wins. Uh, Eric Mangini is out here like this is an 11- and 12-win team. I'm waiting for you to just crown them. I know you want to crown them. Go ahead. 13 wins that win in the AFC? What's happening with no, the I'm Jets? No, I'm not going as high as 13 wins. When you look at their first six weeks, uh, I, was, I was on one of the other shows, on the Carton show, and I said their first six weeks, is that's the gauntlet. And they could potentially go one in five. 
Like, but if they get out of that two and four, three and three, I think the back end of their season it will be a lot more favorable, and they will start to hit their stride. So I do have them winning at least ten games, maybe eleven, depending on how they finish that back latter half of their season. But this is a team that has a lot of potential, yeah. and until it starts to unfold itself, which we all kind of anticipate it doing that, barring health. This is a this is a team that should be fun to watch all season long. Yeah. Greg, I like you, so I'm going to give you a betting tip. Season opener, Jets-Bills, Monday Night Football. Go ahead and take the Jets. They're going to win it. They're going to win that game. The <laughs> line not, has come down. I'm not, I'm not going with the Jets, man. You're taking Bills I'm on sorry. the road in the opener? The Aaron Rodgers opener? Yes. Oh, please. I, I am. You see how they bottled up Josh Allen last year in the two games? I think they sacked oh, him eight times. Here we go. Here we go. Yeah, come here on. Come on. It's exciting. I get it. You have every right to be excited. About damn you time. Have every right? right to be excited. Yeah. It We've is. been bad for a while. All right. Uh, Greg Jennings, catch him next on First Things First, where he's going to be lauding my Jets, I'm sure, in New York. Uh, Greg, <laughs> thanks. Good stuff, buddy. Take it easy. Appreciate it. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots, and Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Decovis store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Decovis.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 